Welcome to Coffee with Kay, where we're going to make sure the coffee is always served strong, but it's also going to come with a side of truth, and that's truth with a capital T. The truth of God, that is. I'm here to equip and encourage you, Saint. Yep, that's right, you. And if you're not familiar with the sainthood, I want to teach you what it is, and I want to invite you to the family. So, let's get right into it. Monday, happy days. Welcome back to Coffee with Kay, season three. It has been a hot minute. I am so glad to be back on this podcast. It has taken way too long to be able to record again. So if you didn't know, the huge delay between season two and season three was that we had a new baby. We had our third baby. His name is Jeremy. He is nine months old now. And that transition was just pretty insane. We had a lot of transitioning going on in life. I took up a part-time job that took up a lot of extra time and it just, it was crazy. So in that year and a half that Coffee with Kay has been away, I have kind of restructured this ministry where I'm not running it on my own. I also don't have my assistant anymore or my intern, Julie and Alana. I miss them so much, but I have my friend, Laura Lindsay. She is a really dear friend of me and she is partnering with Wildly Rooted now. So we're going to start running this podcast together, sharing it, sharing this platform. If you haven't noticed, she is the guest person on our blog. She's not really a guest anymore because she is helping me run the blog too and run the ministry and all the stuff that's been coming with that. So She gets to join the podcast now too, which is so exciting, which then brings us to this episode. Guys, we have a really special series for you guys that is very dear to our hearts and we really hope will be dear to y'all's hearts. Um, Laura and I are stay-at-home moms. I, most recently, being the full-time stay-at-home mom, she's a seasoned homeschooler. I am about to be a first-time homeschooler of a kindergartner, kind of. (laughs) So we have a lot of overlapping things in our lives going on. Um, And just kind of this overlapping struggle of what it really means to be a mom. And that's what we're titling the series, What is a Mother? So, Laura, I'm going to pass the baton on to you now so you can introduce yourselves because not everybody has gotten to officially meet you. Hey guys, this is Laura Lindsay. Um, As Kiri said, I am a stay-at-home mom. Also, I have three kids and I have one on the way. Um, I've been staying home for not that long, really. I was a full-time teacher. I was a full-time payroll administrator. I worked in another ministry as an assistant. So I've kind of done part-time jobs, full-time jobs, and this last year was actually my first year to stay home full-time, and this will probably continue this way, especially with a fourth coming in October, 
Um, and it's a boy. So we will have two girls and two boys. My oldest is Evie and um, she's eight. I have Aiden who's six, Ruby's three, and then we have not named this one. Um, that's coming in October. So we're excited and um, we're just excited to have another child. I never thought that I would have four children. Um, so kind of grew up with a career. Is it? What? Oh, I said, isn't that how that goes? Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, so I never thought that we would have this many children. Never thought I would be homeschooling or staying home. I always had this like career mindset of um, I've got to use my degree. I've got to be something, do something, like find my worth practically in a job of some sort. And so this last year has been a big year of sanctification, realizing my worth is not found in a job that I do, but it's who I am, who God has um, created me to be, which is a mother. And that involves so many other rewarding things um, than I realized. And so it is hard work. It is um, definitely rewarding, but there's definitely hard days. Um, I had to learn each of my children over again because they had grown up in daycare. And I had to realize which ones liked certain things, how they learned, how they responded. And I had to sharpen up my discipline. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't realize how bad I was at disciplining my kids. <laughs> so it's been definitely a year of learning. And I'm so excited to join Kiri on um, her podcast and with her ministry. I've enjoyed writing on the blog and just getting to use my creative juices to spread hope and love and um, just truth with other people. Yeah, it's been so fun having you partner with me in this. And so I, I'm sure it's somewhere on Instagram. Uh, we have a, a wildly rooted page and our own personal pages. And I'm pretty sure that's where I debuted Laura already. So Laura and I know each other through a mutual friend who used to have like Friday night potlucks to kickstart the Shabbat, aka Sabbath. And we would go with our families. And so I met Laura but almost three years ago, three going on four years ago, um, her family would go, our family would go, and then we would have like a ladies Monday night steak night on the discount steak night at a local restaurant in town. <laughs> and so we would hang out there and just slowly got to know each other. And then her husband works in my husband's company. So they work together. And so we see each other a lot more now. And um, I knew Laura liked to write. I knew she had started coming home. I like had come home and I just felt pressed by the Holy Spirit to ask her if she would partner in this ministry with me, which to which she said yes, which I've been thoroughly thankful for. Um, and like she clued in already. Um, we both had a very similar struggle of having our identities wrapped up in that kind of, not kind of, very feminist mindset 
Um, we did a book club together recently this summer over the book Eve in Exile. I've talked about that on our Instagram. I cannot say enough about that book. It was literally, it's life-changing because it's completely mindset-changing. And that is kind of what we are encompassing this series on. Because we read this book, and the book is not necessarily about motherhood. It's about biblical femininity. And we're not talking prairie dresses and bread making, even though Laura and I sometimes maybe wear prairie dresses and absolutely love to bake bread. Um, that's, <laughs> that is just because that's how we are, right? Um, it, but this book was, it just really called out the feminist waves that have completely wrecked our culture. And it super convicted us because we were like, oh, wow, uh, we have a lot of that ingrained in our lives than we even realized. And at the same time we were reading it, I think that What is a Woman documentary by Matt Walsh came out this summer. And I think some of us had talked about it maybe in our book club. I cannot remember. I'm getting like text message threads mixed up. And I was like, oh, how funny would it be if we did you know, a little documentary called What is a Mother? Because apparently that is like a source of contention in our culture as well. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, for real. Like, <laughs> we should totally do a series about that. Um, because according to this book, not like we need to compare ourselves. As Laura also said, like, coming out of this mindset really wakes you up to what you are lacking for not lack of a better terms. It's just the truth you know, and, and I, I commend Laura and our friends that did that book club because we came out of that experience wanting to do better and not just kind of wanting to cloak ourselves in grace and say, well, tomorrow, tomorrow. No, we're like right now, like we're going to change right now (laughs) because this is so important. And, and like Laura said too, we're not chasing careers right now. Like this ministry is not my career anymore. It is something I do out of my love for the Lord and a gift that he's given me to write and engage with people. And I love that. But as I established from the very beginning of the episode, it has been on the back burner for over a year because taking care of a new baby, taking care of our house, moving to like a new rental house, all that stuff takes precedence and that goes on the front burner. Um, And, you know, granted, I took on a part-time job that lasted six months in before I quit. And it was in ministry at that before I realized, okay, no, being a mother is a job. And this is my designated career path because my husband and I made a decisive choice to have children and procreate. So therefore, it is my responsibility to raise these little people right now. And that is what my focus has to be. And I need to learn how to be a mother. So that is how we got to this. And that's also how Laura and I know each other. So it's through a mutual friend. um, And just over the past three years, we've just gotten to know each other more and more and realized that we had overlapping similarities in probably just about everything. I think the only thing we probably don't know if we have in similar is our tastes in music yet. I don't know. We probably do, though, because <laughs> everything else probably. is fairly similar, <laughs> which is so fun. Yes. It's so fun having a friend like that um, and having a friend in the same life stage. 
And that's what we're really hoping to engage with you guys in. Um, just even through social media, like we've gotten questions trickling in about about this topic. And so I'm really hoping that this ends up being helpful for you guys. Not a source of comparison, not us saying, wow, you suck. Because just so you know, wow, we all suck and fall short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Every freaking day. This is not news. If it's news to you, I hope this comes <laughs> as good news. <laughs> You're not the only one. Mm-hmm. But there are some marvelous women in our lives who have demonstrated incredible examples of motherhood to us in a form of excellency. And we really want to highlight them and invite them onto this podcast so that they can be a resource for you guys too. Um, because that's truly, I think, how you can learn motherhood. The skill is what's passed down to you and what you see and what the Bible says. And, you know, in some circumstances, you might not have had an example of a mom or like a like a Bible-based mom or mom at all. I don't know your story. I don't know where you're coming from. And so it really made me realize, okay, like spiritual mothers are so important spiritual sisters that are also walking in motherhood are so important like we have to get you know along with each other and learn from each other and not just judge each other and then cancel each other off because I think everybody has something so wonderful to give to each other in each other's motherhood seasons and I, I definitely felt that when Laura and I did our book club with our friends this summer like we were all able to give and pull and share our struggles and share our talents and encourage ourselves to share our talents and identify what those gifts are that God's given us individually. So that's going to be what this season is all about. Season three. And we're so excited to share that with you. So Laura, I think it would be really fun if we kind of talked about what the transition was like for us to sit down um, a career outside of the home and pick up a career homemaking. So I'll let you go first. Okay. So a little background is, so my oldest child's eight now, and I think I worked all the way up until this last, I guess, two years ago, 2021. So she was born in 2014. And I took off a little bit and then I worked part-time and I always felt like I had to have something like I could never just stay home. I always felt like I needed something outside of the house, which isn't necessarily bad, but that was where my identity was. I wasn't identifying with the stay at home mom. And so I worked at a school as a part-time social worker. Then I worked at a ministry um, that was part-time. I actually left that ministry um, because of some really big issues that were going on and things that had happened to me. And then I went to a really awesome Christian organization as a payroll administrator full-time. And at that time, I was having my third child. And so I was, I actually got that job and then found out I was pregnant. So I was like, oh, I really have to keep this job. I can't just like ditch them while I'm pregnant. 
and all of that. And it worked out wonderfully. They had like a nursing mother's room right next to my office where I could lock it and there was a fridge. It was amazing that I could do that. But all my babies grew up in childcare. Um, and so that always did kind of bother me. Like, I'm like, why am I not at home nursing my baby? Like, why am I having to sit in this chair and pump, not get to feel all the, the yummy, good feelings of holding your newborn? And so that always bothered me. Um, and then once my youngest now was old enough and wasn't nursing anymore, it kind of took that off of me a little bit. But I was a teacher then. I'd got my teacher certification because, hey, I need to get more certified, more credentials so that I feel better about myself because <laughs> I wasn't using my degree necessarily. I got a psychology degree um, at Dallas Baptist and I did not pursue the counseling career. So I think I kind of felt like this failure in that but wanting, oh, I need to do something that I'm actually using my degree. So I went into teaching the year that COVID hit and stopped the year, that second year of COVID. Um, so transitioning was hard at first, except for my body, my physical, emotional, mental, I was taxed out. I was stressed. I was unhealthy. I think I'm still reaping the consequences of that with weird health stuff um, that happened. And so it was very freeing at the same time to go home, but it was also a whole new stress level mm-hmm. because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I had three little humans that were raised 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm in another facility. And here's a side story that's, I mean, it's funny, but looking back, I'm like, wow. So I pick up my son at daycare one time. He was almost three. And the teacher goes, you can send him in undies now. And I was like, what? You can send him? I can send undies with him? Like he uses the potty? And they're like, yeah, he never has accidents at school. Like, he does not need his diapers anymore. And I was like, he has never used the potty for me. He's never said anything about it. And so I was like, this person knows my child, has trained, potty trained my child. Now, I would say that was kind of nice <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but I was like, they know my child's potty habits more than I do. Mm. Like, there's something wrong with this. And so it kind of bothered me. Now I look back and I kind of laugh about it. But that's a little side story about just that being out of touch almost with my children um, while I was working. And so this last year I've been, I started homeschooling. I guess it was year 2021 to 2022. My first year homeschooling pulled my kids out of public school. That was very rough because they were used to being somewhere every day. Um, but we are slowly finding a rhythm and routine, and I have been so blessed to be able to see their personalities more clearly, know what makes them tick, what makes them not tick, 
what ticks them off. <laughs> so um, it definitely has been a blessing and huge sanctification. Um, I have had to learn so much over this past year, um, but it's been it's been good. It's been a good hard year. Yeah. Um, being at home with them. And let me say, like, I forget how recent it is that you've been home because I swear you make it seem like you've been doing this for years now. And I'll say friend to friend, (laughs) (laughs) like, you can so tell that your stress level is so much lower because when we first met, you were teaching. And I remember it was winter time and it was flu season real bad. And you were like, oh, they're always sneezing on me and then they want me to check their tablets. And I'm like, please don't breathe on me. <laughs> like, I just remember that so vividly. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you're the teacher. <laughs> yeah, they're germy little, little nuggets. Um, but I'll just say you're like complete, your whole demeanor has changed <laughs> tremendously in the past years, I feel like since since you've been at home, even though like also as your friend, I know that there's been plenty of challenges too that you guys have gone through being at home and getting to know your kids. Um, But just seeing that pursuit friend to friend that like, Hey, this is going on with my kid. What do you think I should do? Why do you think, has this happened to you? Has this happened? And it's like, wow, like you really Mm -hmm. are like, I can attest to that. Like you really have been studying them. And I, you know, I had never really stopped to think about that even from like a working mother standpoint that you don't get that opportunity as much to study your children. And as a parent, I think that's in um, the unveiled wife and like the unveiled husband podcast. I don't think they've made podcasts in a couple years, but I remember in one of their old podcasts, they had an episode about how they have a journal for each of their five. I think they have six kids now, maybe seven each of their kids where the husband and wife will pass it back and forth and they'll literally take notes about their kids. What do they like? What do they do this week? What don't they like? What are they struggling Mm -hmm. with? This is a personality quirk. This is something so hilarious about their personality. And I was like, Oh, that is so much work. I don't ever want to do that. (laughs) And maybe it's because I had, you know, a two-year-old and a one-year-old at the time where that just really didn't apply. But now that my kids are older, I'm, I like, I'm so seeing that. And we were kind of talking about that in a scenario this morning where like, oh man, I, I get to, I have to start paying attention now to what goes on with my kids when they're around other kids, when they're around other people. Why is my kid acting this way? Mm-hmm. Is it just because what's going on in the house or is it like something at the house? Because now they're getting old enough where they have their own little friends and they go to little parties and they go to the park and like kids are, my kids are understanding a lot more now than they did when they were two and three. And um, I really had to start studying that. Like, is my kid the bully? Is my kid the compassionate one? Is my kid the Klingon? Like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just to label them, but um, you just bring up such a such a crazy point that I have never really stopped to think about. Um, I don't think I've shared it a ton on the blog or social media. So for, for me, I um, never had a full-time job. When I came out of college, also similarly to Laura, I always felt like, and this is also how I was raised. Okay, I got this degree. I worked my butt off for it. I'm going to do something with it. Mm -hmm. And so I 
I had these jobs coming out of college. It took me a long time to find a job. Everything fell through the cracks every time I would try. Um, And I knew like, I really wanted to be a writer. I really wanted to be an author. And so one of my first gigs was part-time working as an assistant for an author. And it was, you know, it is, it was what it was. And then I worked until my contract ended, AKA when she ran out of money and that was it. (laughs) And I did my own (laughs) freelancing and like went off from there. When I started working for her though, I ended, I was pregnant. I think I had just gotten pregnant. And so, um, you know, it was agreed with my husband and I that when we had our first baby, I was not going to work outside of the house. So I did what I needed to do to help us save up and like contribute to the bills at this time in our lives. I think we were living like at the poverty level. You can look that up in, you know, 2017 and see what the poverty level was. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So we were, we were struggling and it would have been really important to work, but we also kind of like understood that it would be one irrational for me to work because I would not make enough money to even pay for daycare. And so I started, I stayed home with with my first. Um, and then that's when I started the blog when he was four years old, because I just had this itch to do. And I think that's my personality. But I think also, like Laura said, it was also because I was struggling with my my true identity, where I felt like, here I am sitting with this baby, wasting my life away. Granted, I watched way too much Grey's Anatomy back then, because I <laughs> also was... One, being lazy. Two, was incredibly sleep deprived. And three, was, I think, struggling with depression. And we didn't know that. Um, and so I do regret how I did not spend my time in those early days because it set me up, I think, to feel like I was lacking. I could be doing all this stuff with my time and I'm just watching TV and taking the baby for a walk. Where now, and I was also 22, I was young. Um, I'm about to be 28 mm. next month. Like, I noticed that I've matured a ton (laughs) where I can recognize this is not a healthy way to spend my time, but also me being a mom is giving glory to the Lord. Like that is a tremendous opportunity that our culture does not present that way. Motherhood is the lowest rank on the totem pole, but we pay people bukus of money to do that job for us if we choose to neglect that role ourselves. So when you think about it, it is just so backwards because on one, like we're not being fully honest and transparent with ourselves sometimes. Um, So all that to say, I, you know, had little side hustles and little side gigs the past three. Well, I've only been a mom for about five years. So I've always done little part-time little thingies. Like I had, you know, I was a swim coach for a little while and it was at like six o'clock in the morning. So I wasn't missing out on time with my kids. I didn't have to take them to daycare. Um, this year was the first time I ever had a part-time job where I needed the kids to go to parents' day out or like a babysitter. Um, and my husband would help and he would spend a day at home once a week with them while I went to a staff meeting. And I would take the newborn with me. And that was like the most stressful six months of my life. I literally mm-hmm. thought I was going to die. And it was so crazy because it was such a fun job. It really was. But I mean, Laura was there for the season. Like I was <laughs> so sick. I had a newborn. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. 
those newborn ones are they're they're so much easier because they don't really have to do much like you can kind of take them anywhere and they'll sleep anywhere they eat sleep and poop for the first like four months you really don't have to cater to them and then he starts getting older and sitting up and wanting to play and I was like yeah this is not gonna work and also I'm completely burnt out like I was losing teeth I was chronically sick I was chronically in pain I still hadn't lost the postpartum weight six months later I mean it was I just felt delirious and then I kind of one day was like uh this is crazy I quit (laughs) my bosses were like wait what (laughs) I I knew you're gonna go pray about you know this job Mm -hmm. over the weekend but they were not expecting that but it was the best decision I have ever made in my entire life and like Laura said in her story you can kind of look back and see these trends um, and or some things, you know, they become funny. But at the at first, this summer was really rough for me because I just felt like I completely lost a part of myself. And it took a lot of unraveling and re-raveling through the scriptures to realize, oh, no, I just found a part of myself. Like, I just found something that really, truly completes me. Not motherhood. No, but stepping into God's design, his good design, how he made my body to miss my kids because Mm -hmm. that is what it's supposed to do because I'm supposed to be there and I'm not missing out on the workforce (laughs) at all. My dad always says the workforce, you know, the feminist movement, (laughs) this is my dad, you can tell what generation he's from, right? The feminist (laughs) movement uh, only benefited the government because now they can tax two incomes. I was like, oh gosh, dad. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Because you can't make money off of a woman being at home. You can make money because, you know, maybe somebody who is not pursuing her household, you potentially could have a more stressful marriage. And we know where more stressful marriages lead to health issues from chronic stress from leaving the house way too soon postpartum that can create another plethora of issues i think laura and i have both Mm -hmm. experienced there is a lot of money to be made by women being out of the house but there is a huge cost to that and i say this I say this seriously, but I also say this knowing how it feels to have to work. And Laura and I have both been there with our husbands where we had to work. We had to make money to keep the lights on and put food in the fridge and gas in the car. We have been there. I've had to get creative. Mm-hmm. On the blog, our... um our story, my husband and I's stories of our journey to debt freedom, there's more details there of what that looked like for us. Um, I, we've had to hustle out of necessity. But then there's also been seasons where I've worked because of my own selfish motives. And that is the scope of this topic in this series. We are not saying to not do anything if you're struggling and need to eat. However, there are plenty of options to make money from home where you do not have to sacrifice that time with your children. And granted, we know sometimes there are not. 
We know how that feels. And those are seasons where you just have to hustle it out as fast as you can to get home to those babies. And we understand how that feels. We understand how hard that is. And so please don't hear this being like, you know, well, because you have to, you are less than. And even let's say you're listening to this and you want to work or, you know, you guys have a household. Maybe you're, the husband stays home and you work. Are you both work full time and you're in the public school or you're in private school or you don't homeschool? I have no idea what your scenario is, but that's why we're inviting other women into this conversation in this series to share their experiences. And I just have a feeling there's going to be a lot of overlap and a lot of women who have come to align on the same path where they were at some point potentially full-time career women and then blah, blah, blah. Or maybe they never were because they felt that this is what motherhood should look like. And, you know, they can share these these biblical backings for this. So I just want to say that um, this topic, we've seen a lot of cat fights come out of it and we're not trying to encourage more. We're not trying to call <laughs> anybody out. Calling out is not a Christian attribute. That is not what we're doing with this series. We just want to encourage and equip y'all to pursue the Lord and pursue God within this realm of motherhood because we feel like it is so important and We've been on the other side where we can come and I won't speak for you, Laura, because I want them to hear this from you themselves, but we can come to the side of the (laughs) table and say, I would much rather be here being a mom, a quote unquote, doing nothing. We don't do nothing at all, (laughs) 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 but um, compared to being in the workforce, I, this has been my favorite job by far by far and it's not easy what about you Laura what do you think oh definitely like it's definitely not any easier than what I was doing right um but the stress levels are way less um the rewards are way more and just knowing that God equips me as I go and I'm able to teach my children about the Lord mm-hmm. as I want all day long, as we walk, as we sit. And so that's been the biggest um, exciting thing about this big shift that we've come to. Mm. I love it. Well, guys, this is where we're going to cap this first episode. I cannot, I'm literally getting goosebumps just thinking about digging into this and already praying for the women that Mm -hmm. I've invited to be on this podcast. I feel like this is going to be a really huge blessing for you guys, for you listeners. And um, I just pray that you guys will hear these stories and testimonies with open ears um, and, you know, not out of judgment or anything like that. I hope you know by now that this podcast (laughs) is not a place of judgment. We talk about every and almost anything under the sun here. And um, this is not a place where I want you to ever feel condemned, you know, unless you are personally walking in sin and need to be condemned of that or convicted of that. Um, But that's not us judging Mm -hmm. you. I just really want to make that so clear because I understand how touchy motherhood can be and where you can feel like you're doing it wrong. And that is not where we're coming from. So that's why I reiterate that. So you guys are going to have to wait until episode two 
so okay. sorry, but you've waited this long and it's going to be worth the wait. And so I'm so happy <laughs> to get to introduce you guys to Laura. You guys will get to hear so much more from her from now on. And it, um, it's going to be awesome. So until next time, catch y'all later. Sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. Goodbye, gray sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me. There's nothing can hold me. Goodbye, gray sky, hello blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. Goodbye, gray sky, hello blue.